0: Welcome back all to the World is Noisy podcast. I'm your host, Julia Manin. I'm also author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And what we are talking about today is section four of that book. Section four is titled The Pep Talk. That's what we'll be going over today on the podcast. So before I go any further, I want to open with a little prayer, a little scripture, kind of get us in the right mindset. I am going to be opening up from... 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 Working together then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain for he says In an acceptable time I heard you and on the day of salvation I helped you Behold now is a very acceptable time Behold now is the day of salvation That scripture passage can be found at the end of reflection number 84, the one titled Perfect Timing that we find in section 4 of the book. That's kind of towards the end of this section, but if you recall, that's when I had this epiphany that I, I had spent some time at a meeting reflecting on who I want to be when I'm a person of, when I'm an older person, and what are some virtues I want to have at that time in my life, and I had this epiphany that why can't I have those things now? Like, why do I need to wait until I'm old? Um, and that reflect, or that scripture passage, comes from the end of that reflection. Um, now is the acceptable time. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I felt like that was a good place to start because what this section of this this book is, this section of my journey is, is a building up phase. It's this time that came. You might recall. When we talked about section three, or when you have read section three, section three, the one right before this was called the noise, and it was at a very excessively busy time in my life, I was high stressed, I was on the verge of burnout, Um, I was losing my my feet from underneath me, and and in many ways I felt like I was drowning in the noise of the world. This section is like that, the aftermath of that has, has come and gone, and now I'm starting to get my feet underneath me again. And, and that's why I titled this section the pep talk. Um, I, there's a lot of just little cutesy, uplifting, encouraging reflections in this because that's where my soul was at at this, at this part of my journey. They were, it was, this was six weeks of my journey, section four, and it was like six weeks of you can do it reflections. At least that's what I got when I was, when I was editing and when I was um, going over the, my journal. So that's why this is called the pep talk. I really felt like this was when God was reaching out to me Picking me up, dusting me off after I had that excessive time of busyness, and and even the section before that where all that intense pruning was underway, and this was kind of a time where there was an ease to all of that, and God was just saying, "You can do it." Okay, I, this was also the time He was He was calling me into action. Like, all right, you've you've done some intense pruning, you've been tested through this time of busyness, and and you've you've realized some truths about how to stay connected with me and now I'm about to send you out to do something. And I, I he, he builds us up sometimes before he does that. Um, I heard from Matthew Kelly once this idea of win, build, send. This is the idea that God wins us over, that he builds us up, and then that he sends us out. And if that's true, which it, it seems like it's been true in my life, then this part of my journey was the building part where God was just building me up, preparing me for something, like I already said, dusting me off from from what had already happened, from the noise that had come and the pruning that had come before. So now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation, right? That at some point, the time comes for us to get outside of ourselves and to start doing the Lord's work and serving those around us. And this was the building up part of that part of my journey. So I want to talk a little bit about what kind of was happening during these 6 weeks these are like this this is a shorter section if you look at it it's only from like the end of may to the middle of july that 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 time period in 2014 so it's only really like 6 weeks and there's quite a few reflections in there for only 6 weeks of of my life um but if if we ourselves are being called to Um, to go out and to do some of the Lord's work, and and God is using us, is building us up, is prepping us, prepping our souls and our minds and our bodies to take action, what does that kind of look like, and how do we go about doing that? Um, First, let's just start with where this, this section starts, the fear of change, right? We have to begin this part of our journey by not being afraid of the change that is to come. Um, And that reflection talks about, you know, that that powerful expression, you don't have to change to love God, loving God will change you. Or I took it one step further and and talked in that reflection, you don't have to change to love Mary, loving Mary will change you. So we don't have to be afraid of what's to come. Um, We just have to have our hearts open to loving God, to want to love God more, and the change will happen naturally. So that's just where it begins, this idea of overcoming our fears. The next part of this part of our journey is to stay focused on what really matters. In this section, there's two particular reflections that touch on this idea that we need to stay focused on what God, what is pleasing to God and not in in what is pleasing to everybody around us. We can easily get lost in this, this need to want to have other people's approval, this need to want to be liked. Um, And if we do that, if we lose sight of what God is asking us to do, and if what we're doing is pleasing to God, then we get lost in the noise of all of this again. And life becomes stressful, life becomes chaotic, life becomes noisy, right? The essence of this book. So what we need to do is we need to seek to please God and not everyone else. And of course, that reflection that touched on that was was reflection number 77, an audience of one, right? This is the whole idea, that we stay focused on the audience of one. God's opinion of us is the only opinion that matters, and that's what we need to keep our eyes, our minds, our souls set on. This theme comes up again later on in this section in, in reflection number 85 called true peace, where this idea that true peace comes from within. And if we are setting our our peace, our sense of security, from what the outside world thinks of us, if that's where we get our validation, then we are setting ourselves up for failure, right? Because we know that we can't please everyone. And and for some people, this is a harder concept than for others. I mean, there's there's some people who are just of the natural temperament to want to please people. And any anything that's not pleasing to others is like, heavy, heavy cross for you. There's other people of temperament, um, which is me, that maybe that doesn't bother you quite as much. It bothers you a little bit, but maybe not quite as much. It comes a little bit easier to focus on God's opinion and, and to just let everybody else's opinion go. But anyway, the point stands repeating. Outside-in validation, so whatever's outside of us, we then take in and it becomes our reality, our, our truth, is is a step on the path to to turmoil, right? So what we want to do is we want to be built up from the inside out. And we know that God lives within, and that's where our validation should come from. The last step of this, right? The last step of this building up is now God has has taken us in. He's let us rest some on his shoulder. He's, he's built us up and said, okay, all these you-can-do-it type, type moments in prayer and types of reflection, and, he's, and he says, now is the time. Now is the time we must do something. And I liked the reflections, or I liked rereading the reflections. Um, the first one, a leap of faith, this idea that there's this temptation where until I'm 100% perfect until I have everything completely figured out, well, then I better just stay where I'm at and keep working on myself and keep working on things before I start giving up myself to others. And the idea in this reflection is we can't do that because we're never gonna be 100% perfect. We're never gonna be 100% prepared. And you've heard the expression, look before you leap. Well, what I'm encouraging you in this is that sometimes we just have to leap before before we think we're done looking and that's this idea this leap of faith that we just have to get out from outside of ourselves and we have to start giving and it's when we're giving and when we're serving that we really truly start to find ourselves and that's when God can really start doing some intense perfecting in us too is when when we're not focused in when we're focused out on serving others so take a leap of faith do something and then of course this section ends with the reflection called action which basically in a nutshell just says stop talking and start doing something. <laughs> and this is good advice for me to read over and over again because I'm a na- I'm a natural born talker like I just want to keep talking, which is what's so funny about this reflection and and the spirit that was moving at me in me at this time in my life because it's not that's not natural for me to say Okay, less words are necessary. I'm always one that wants to fill in the empty the empty the silence with um with words, with more talking. And at this time in my life, I just felt this this strong desire, this longing for less talking. Like it's just time to start taking action. So, that's where we're at. That's where this this section ends. It's time to stop talking. It's time to start taking action, right? Talk less love more. And of course I end this entire um, section with a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson and it reads, Who you are speaks so loudly we can't hear what you're saying. So this is that idea of you got to put your money where your mouth is, right? Actions speak louder than words. Who you are speaks so loudly we can't hear what you're saying. I love that. And that just that just reiterates this fact that we, we have to go out and we have to let our actions start to prove all of this, right? All of these these things that the Lord is doing in us and, and serving others and loving others. Um, there comes a time where we can't just sit with it anymore. The, the fruit of prayer, one of the fruits of prayer, of course, prayer is meant to draw us closer to God. Prayer is meant to help us form a relationship. But one of the fruits of prayer is apostolic service, is to go out and to share what you gain from prayer with the, re- with the rest of the world, with the world around you. So if we are people of intense prayer, but we never leave our house and give, I mean, is our prayer really fruitful? I mean, we can question that. Unless you're called to, you know, a religious life, a cloistered life, which if you're listening to the podcast, this podcast, I'm guessing you're not called to that, to that life. Um, that then we're called to go out and to give of ourselves in the world around us, right? So the fruit of prayer is is service, is love, is greater love. So that's a way we can check to see if our prayer is actually being fruitful. Do we do we love more? Do we want to serve more? Do we want to give of ourselves more to others? If so, if that's naturally building in us as we become people of prayer, then I would argue that that, that is proof that, our, our prayer is fruitful, that the Spirit is at work in our lives. So I want to, I want to continue this, and, and I honestly might draw this to a close already. I know this will be a shorter one, but I, I want to bring this all together by actually reading the last reflection in this section. So this would be reflection number 86 called Action, and it starts on page 146. So you can turn your books with me there, and I'm going to read that reflection. I've come to realize that sometimes we've already said all that needs to be said. I've come to realize that sometimes we already have the answers we're seeking. I've come to realize that sometimes we already know what we need to know. So why do we keep talking? Perhaps we're afraid of moving forward and continuing to talk and ask questions delays our response to take action. Perhaps we welcome more talking and more questioning because it keeps us from taking the next step. Yes, perhaps. After all, fear tells us it's better to do nothing than it is to mess up at doing something. Fear tells us we should wait to take action until we know we are completely ready, until we know we can move forward without making a mistake. This non-responsive attitude keeps us feeling quote-unquote safe because it gives us the impression that we aren't accountable for those things we've never tried. It gives us the impression that as long as we don't mess anything up worse than it already is, then we are doing our job. This train of thought, though, couldn't be further from the truth. God, of course, doesn't expect perfection from us, but he does ask us to try. And yes, not trying is even worse than failing, because God can perfect our most imperfect attempts, but he can't do anything if we never move. Paralysis, by fear of the unknown or uncertainty about what is to come, is not how we answer the call of Christ. It only leads to more chaos, more confusion, and more misery. And any comfort or safety we feel by staying where we are is not real. It is a false security. We shouldn't doubt God's ability to work through us because He created us to do His work. And He gives us everything we need to accomplish whatever it is He asks us to do. So maybe the time has come for us to stop asking so many questions and to start taking action. The next time you find yourself in a conversation with God, I challenge you to stop talking so much. Sometimes our words just serve as distractions and are delaying the inevitable. Sometimes we have said all that needs to be said. Sometimes it's just time to get to work. And as I've learned, the sooner we do what it is God is asking us to do, the more everything else will start to make sense. The next time you find yourself in a conversation with someone else, I challenge you to stop talking so much. Offer an encouraging nod, a gentle smile, a heartfelt, loving glance. Have a conversation without words. Why? Because most people don't need advice. In fact, most people don't want advice. Yeah, most people don't need or want to be told. They just need and want to be shown. You may be doubting that now is the time to move forward, but there is never a bad time to do a good thing. At some point, we all need to prove by our actions that we really do mean what we say. I mean, even God himself chose to prove his love for us by dying on the cross. So we are certainly not exempt from putting our money where our mouth is. Yes, actions really do speak louder than words. They always do. The time, therefore, comes for each of us to stop talking and to start taking action. This is the theme of this section, of this part of the journey, of this part of the soul's journey, the building up phase, right? We've, the Lord is preparing us for some, for something, for some service, for some greater good, and he's building us up and encouraging us like a, like a good coach would to his or her players. You can do it. We've prepped. We've trained for this. It's time to go out and see what you're made of. This is that time. This is that time of the soul's journey. Um, this prayer that ends this section and ends this reflection it sums up what we've just been talking about. The prayer reads, Help me, Lord, to speak less and to listen more. Help me to trust my innermost being and to overcome the fear that wants to keep me from moving forward. Increase my trust in you, my God. May the actions of my life prove my love for you. May the actions of my life speak for themselves. So you remember those three things we talked about today. We talked about, one, we just need to begin without being afraid. We need to trust that God will do this work in us, that God will bring us where he needs to bring us, that this change will happen and we can't be afraid of that change. We just have to trust that if we love God, that will change us, right? And that's touched on here, where where the prayer reads, help me to trust my innermost being to overcome the fear, right? The second thing we talked about is staying focused. Focus on the audience of one. Focus on what God's opinion of you is, not what the opinion of the world of you is, right? And that we touched on in this prayer as well. Help me to trust my innermost being. True peace, true happiness comes from within because that's where God is, right? So we need to stay focused on the audience of one. Keep our gaze directed towards God. Sometimes it's easier said than done. The last thing we talked about is, okay, at some point you just got to, you got to get up and you got to do something. You got to try, right? We can talk, talk, talk. We can try to figure it out. We can set a plan. We can have these game plans. We can work on ourselves. At some point you just have to get up and you have to start taking action. And that's how this prayer starts. Help me Lord to speak less and to listen more, right? So get up and, and just start. That's where a lot of things will start to make sense once you actually begin the journey okay? So let our words be few, okay? Remember the quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who you are speaks so loudly, we can't hear what you're saying. The idea is to talk less, to love more, to let the Lord win us over, build us up, and then send us out to do whatever it is he wants us to do. So let's end again as we began with scripture. And I'm going to end with the scripture that ends this reflection I just read to you. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and I'm going to read um, verses 1 through 2. Be not hasty in your utterance and let not your heart be quick to utter a promise in God's presence. God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore let your words be few. As dreams come along with many cares, so a fool's voice along with a multitude of words.